0: A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord Cursed is the man who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a barren bush in the desert that enjoys no change of season, but stands in a lava waste, a salt and empty earth. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes, its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. More tortuous than all else is the human heart. Beyond remedy, who can understand it? I, the Lord, alone probe the mind and test the heart to reward everyone according to his ways, according to the merit of his deeds. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord, and meditates on his law day and night. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season, and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff which the wind drives away. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. Blessed are they who hope in the Lord. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores. He would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the world, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house for my five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, No, no, Father Abraham. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is obviously a haunting gospel. It's the fear or the threat of, of hell. But not because you know, we didn't do enough in this life and God sends us there. So I wouldn't look at this gospel or tell you to look at this gospel like, oh, I need to be more uh, charitable. I mean, we should always be charitable, but not like, because if I'm not charitable, I'm going to go to hell. Or if I, you know, ignore that homeless guy on the corner there and I don't give him a buck for my car, like God's going to punish me. Don't look at it that way. But I think that the point of the afterlife here is that Things don't just miraculously change when we die and go to heaven. When um, Abraham, when I, Lazarus is, is telling Abraham, hey, you know, come and tell my brothers uh, that you know, like, don't make the same mistake I did. Abraham's like, look, they're not going to listen to someone rising from the dead. They're they're not going to change, and if they're not going to change now, well, they're not going to be fit for heaven. So, you know, I always kind of go back and forth in my mind, like, you know, everyone's going to get to heaven because God is merciful and he want, you know, he created all of of us to be in love with him and he's not going to let anyone go to hell, you know, but then I kind of go sometimes like, and this is the the gospel that would be on the the flip side, like if you don't want to go to heaven, if you don't love God in this life, you're not going to get there because, you know, why... Why do you think things are just going to automatically change when you die? Like, I'm not going to become... I'm a Cubs fan now. I'm not just going to randomly become a White Sox fan in heaven. You know, I'm, going to, I'm going to continue on the path that I've kind of in this life. And heaven, as I've said before, heaven is God. Heaven is, is love of Jesus Christ. It's nothing else. It's not just serenity or, you know, being with your family or you know, your ideal vacation spot or or whatever it is that, that brings you peace in this life. It's not that. It's, it's Jesus Christ. And so if you have no interest in Jesus Christ, if you don't love him, or, you know, even worse, like you hate him and you, you try to avoid him, you know, why would heaven then be a place that you go to or, or you would want to go? So, Abraham, the Lazarus has no interest in doing these things on this earth, and that doesn't change. And even though he wants it to change, it's not like God is punishing him, but Lazarus is just not cut out for it. He could have been had he changed, but he doesn't. And his brothers are going to follow, follow the suit. So I don't know if any of that makes sense, but it, just, it's, it should be an assurance to us listening here that, look, you're, if you love God, you're going to get to heaven. And and don't let little um, little uh, doctrines or precepts or even even sins, you know, put that fear of hell into you because that doesn't do you any good. Because what that does is it it, it gives you a wrong impression of God, and then it it makes your motivations for doing spiritual work, you know, like wrong motivations, like just to avoid punishment, which is more selfish. whereas we we should want to serve our neighbor we should want to go to mass we should want to pray our rosaries whatever because we want to be in touch with god right now and that'll flow into into the afterlife so don't be afraid of hell now don't take that as complacency well i can just do what i want you know and then just you know presume on god's mercy Um, but really to get to the heart which is what this season of lent is all about to to purify your motivations and and to really trust in how good our God is that he's called us into this life to be with him forever in the next. Amen.